I think when we remember that happiness is an inside job, truly, and no amount of anything in the world is going to magically make someone happy, that's a really good life hack. Hi, we are Colleen and Colleen, and we have made it our mission to spread kindness and make everyone feel like they belong. So each week we will share real life stories, motivating insights, and helpful tips that will inspire you to live a kinder, happier life. We believe that together we can make the world a much better place. Are you in? I'm in. Let's do this. Welcome to the You Fit Here podcast. Sorry. Is that Jeopardy? No. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Ryan's playing Wheel of Fortune for school. So it's just in my head. What's up, everybody? Hey, guys. We are CNC, and this is You Fit Here. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Today is a very exciting and special. Welcome. Why is it exciting and special? Just because it's like I get to admit about all the things that I don't know how to do that I need to know how to do. and our topic. Our topic, yeah. I just feel like it's exciting. Okay. Some people might not agree with the the way that we came up with talking about this topic, but nonetheless. It's okay. But first, tell me something good. It's been so long. Hot lunches started at my kid's school. That's something good. Oh, yeah. Because I don't like packing lunches. Who does? I sent my child to his first day of real full-day school – with a thermos of mac and cheese, and little did I know that the thermos vacuum seals with heat, and he could not open it, <laughs> and did not want to get out of his seat to find someone to help because he was supposed to stay in his seat, so he didn't eat. <laughs> and he couldn't get, like, his applesauce open, and I was like, ah, rookie, rookie mom here at school, so. That's really sad. Well, at least you didn't know, like, at the time. I was like, ah, I can't even open this by the time we got home. So. <laughs> right. Well, there, there's a there's a lot to remember and learn, and you know. And how about how about no hot items go for cold lunch ever again? That would make things a lot easier. That would. I feel guilty. I I think I told you this. I got a a, a text from a, the nicest mom before school started this year. Essentially, it was. Um, my, my daughter comes home and tells me about Shannon's lunch notes. And this year she has made me promise that I will send suitable lunch notes. And I was just wondering if you could just send, send me some thoughts or ideas. So I just sent her a picture of a couple of them and she was like, oh, great. Yeah. Not doing this. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Setting me up to fail. But it has gotten easier since Maddie can read. I only have to do one picture for Shannon and then I do puns or jokes for Ryan and Maddie. Oh, I did a joke. I do jokes for Aiden. And what was today's joke? Oh, what did the ocean do when he saw a pirate? Hmm. He waved. Get it? Get it. I get it. I did a funny one last week. It was like, I had a dream that I was swimming in orange soda. Alas, it was just a fantasy. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I know. Anyway, okay. Okay. So, what, what's good for you? Did you say? I forget. Um, what is good? Well, 
I'm trying to work on my gratitude lately because I feel all things are very um, chaotic around me at the moment, and my attitude is not helping with the chaos. Uh, so I am trying to be grateful that I am in the midst of chaos and moving and construction and just be positive about it, <laughs> which is seemingly hard to do right now. Easier so, said than done. Easier I am grateful done. for moving and mess and chaos. And yes, I'm going to fake it till I believe it. It's <laughs> a great idea. Yes, I'm it proud is. of you. I'm proud of you. You know, we're we're working on it. Uh, so today we are chatting all about like life hacks that we believe you should go out into the world and know and see us tell us how this all started. Well, we always talk about life hacks, or I feel like if we learn something that's like mind blowing, we share it with each other and we just, you know, it's just, I I am blown away by things that I should have always known and haven't, but then so grateful that I learned them, even if I feel like I wish I did 10 years ago. Mm Because anyway, so Connor, who is the oldest in my home, besides, of course, Doug and I, um, is going to college next year. And Uh. last week, like all the time things happen where my husband and I are like, how are we going to send him? He he will not survive. And it's kind of an ongoing joke. And last week, a a series of a few things happened and I took pictures of them and decided to start a series in my stories, um, hashtag, come on, Connor, you can do it. And I was a little nervous about his reaction, but I got a bunch of DMs from his friends that were like, we will live for this um, series, things like that. And then he said, I heard about, I heard about the come on Connor or whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, Um, what do you think? And he's like, or I was like, did you see the stories? He's like, no, it's, my friends are all talking about it in a group snap. And I was like, oh, well, what do you think? And he's like, whatever. So I was like, okay, great. So that's, that's my, that's my past. But it was silly things. Um, Like for instance, he made chocolate milk and um, he let it drip all down the side. And I watched him make the chocolate milk and leave the milk out. And I reminded him to put both things back in the fridge. He only put the Hershey's syrup back in the fridge. And when I went to go get it to make then someone else who saw Connor's chocolate milk, some chocolate milk, it had chocolate all down Mm. the side. So I took a picture of that and posted it. And then I also posted a picture of milk that he left out on the counter um, with just some some tough love in the caption about like put the milk away or be damned. And then uh, a stack of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 cups in his bathroom that he took the time to stack up but not bring down. Um, and then – something that I put in in my close friends because I don't want like the whole world to see it. I didn't know you could do that. You're one of yeah. them, by the way. Yeah, I know. But, I um, my it's husband, when the story is green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know. I'm so yeah. excited about it too because then I can like do things without him knowing. So <laughs> Doug sent me a screenshot and my mom and I actually because we're just all so concerned about Connor's well-being. Um, come, plunge the to- come plunge the toilet. You didn't even try. Connor says, I told you I tried for 30 minutes. I'll come up. Doug said, where is the plunger? Connor says, oh, I was using that thing on the back of the wall. Doug says, that is a brush. (laughs) So simple things like that. 
um, since then he sent me, he has sent me two funny TikToks about like kids first time doing laundry at college. Yeah. And so we're, you know, at, le- at least I'm trying and I'm doing my best and I feel like he can refer back, but it got us talking and thinking about what are some things that as adults we should know. Well, and, and even kids, my child was trying to, um, like tighten his backpack straps and I just like did it the first two three days or whatever and then he was still struggling and I'm like just pull it down and then I was like oh gosh I never showed him how to do it I just did it for him so how is he supposed to know what to do and he's like pulling the strap up and I was like okay grab it and pull it straight down and then he was like oh and now he's doing it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I assume my child knows how to do all of these things that he has no freaking clue what he's doing. And I'm like snipping at him to like figure it out, even though I never taught him. So, and actually that is harder. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy if you're strong and you like put your weight forward and pull, but how can, like I always just strap, do them too. Like when they're on the ground, cause it's just super easy. Yeah. But we've been through this before too. So I feel you. I know. I think it's the whole like, give a man a fish and he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish and he eats for a lifetime. And I think. Assuming he is around water and fish. (laughs) Fishing is like a thing. Yesterday there was a rabbit that got Mm -hmm. caught in our little, you know, like basement window. Not a well, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I heard about it after school. Connor told me. And he, of course, he was like, I'm going to go try and see if I can help it. And he said that he had seen it the night before. So it had been there for at least 12, more than 12 hours, almost 24. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's going to start to death. We're going to have to give it some carrots if we really can't get it out or I'm going to have to call somebody. He goes out. He does stay out there for about five minutes. He comes in empty bunny handed. And he's like, it, it wouldn't come. So then two of Ryan's neighborhood friends came over and they're like, what's going on around here? I was like, well, actually there is something going on and it's very important. And so Ryan and Maddie and Shannon and two boys went out there and Maddie came in for a net. I said, I don't think we have one, but she got lacrosse sticks and they saved the bunny. So oh. how many heads? That was five heads is obviously better than one, but then again, they're all under the age of 10. Totally. <laughs> So, you know, it's just if you want to do something, a ramp. You, you just you just got to be resourceful. Yeah. And like open your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So in all of this um, construction I am doing with my father, he I'll see like a problem and start to like panic. And he's like, you just do this. And like the way his brain works to solve problems in building or construction or putting something back together is just like otherworldly, I feel, where now I'm a little bit more confident about things. But normally I would be like, throw it away. We need someone to come do this or fix this. And he's like, oh, my gosh, shaking his head at me. Like, no, 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 no. Just think and solve the problem with your hands and, like, figure it out. And he often jokes that, like, if there's an apocalypse, he will be surviving <laughs> in a hut he has built with fire and whatever, and everyone else will be perished because none of us be... know how to do any of this crap anymore. Everybody should, like, you know, team up with Sean. I was just thinking, uh, if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Should be Sean's, like, totally, you know, selling biggest selling point because he really, really can. But it is true. 
what you know what you can accomplish when you a believe that you can b are open minded enough to figure it out and, and then c like don't out. let your panic overcome your like resourcefulness yeah 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 right so okay so we were looking up or cs was researching just a bunch of like life tips that we should all know and things and then we've added to the list and changed them around and stuff. But one of the things which we'll jump to first was like how to start a fire without matches, how to change your tire or jumpstart a car, other basic survival skills, which do you know how to jumpstart a car? Um, I know that there are jumper cables. Uh-huh. And assuming I have my phone and YouTube. Right. I could. We can also throw you should know how to swim in there too. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll get back to that in a second, but I feel like the change of tire, you have to have the certain tool, but all cars come with it, right? A jack? Or you mean like the ratchet? Bracket? The ratch thing, which I ratchet. <laughs> but <laughs> we're really good at this. But, but yeah, the, the thing where you crank, you know, uh-huh. lift it up and uh-huh. stuff. So I feel like. But do you want to know the first tip of that? Yeah. Is that if you jack up your car too high and start trying to undo the uh, nuts, whatever. The nuts and bolts or whatever, yeah. Okay. Then the tire will start spinning if it's too tight. Therefore, you'll never be able to like get it, whatever. So you should only jack up your car a tiny bit so your tire's still on the ground to be stabilized and then start loosening them while the tire won't spin, and then finish jacking it up so that then you can finish the Put the, the new one on. But to, like, start the untightening of it, keep the tire Love. stable so the tire doesn't start to spin. Okay. There's my so helpful tip. first things first, everybody should probably clean out their cars and Make locate sure the tools. And the the tools. So I feel like a lot of these things are just some homework, but, um, yeah. I do not know how to jumpstart a car. But I'm pretty sure it would like say on the jumper cables or no. Mm-hmm. We have like something that can do that and like pump up tires. It's like a Dyson or not Dyson. It's a DeWalt tool thing. And it can also start a car that's in my car if it's charged. So, you know, I always have to be careful about that. But a lot of these things I, I will admit I don't know how to do. I do know how to swim. Now, when I Googled, because I was going to try and do tips, like actual tips, but how to start a fire without matches, mm-hmm. it, it there's like nine steps. It's like serious Boy Scout of America. Yeah. I'm pretty and, sure my dad was an Eagle Scout, which makes sense. Totally That's like the top of the survival chain, right? But then there was a Reddit article where people were just like, haven't you ever seen the magnifying glass trick and funny things like that? But like, I don't personally carry around a magnifying glass. Oh, do you want to know what? My husband has in his work career lifetime been involved in like furniture sales, small, whatever. It's like manufacturing. And someone said that the glass lamp that he sold as a product, the sun shined through the glass lamp and started a fire on their couch because of like the reflection or whatever, like a magnifying glass. Turns out it was like a cigarette (laughs) hole burn and they were just trying to get money saying that the lamp did this. But interesting enough, people were trying to use that to get a free couch or reimbursement for their couch because of their cigarette. 
No, they must have done enough research to believe believe it could be true. I mean, I think it can be true. You see it in the movies all the time. So obviously it has to be real. Well, so I guess my point is that our solution, I'm just throwing you in here. I hope that you like it. But maybe we should all just like have some matches yeah. at, at all times. Mm-hmm. That's how you can start a fire. Yeah. Because or crayons in your glove box, a small candle. You should have one of those window breaker things. This also goes to, and I'm going to do some legwork and find an amazing survival kit, including like first aid and all that and things we should all have. And I will put together a little toolkit suggestion in, in the show notes since oh, I clearly I didn't do the research to record. So, Okay. So beyond like real basic survival skills, which Colleen and I will be perished in the apocalypse, I suppose. Unless our phones I have could change service. Entire. I don't know about anything else. You know, maybe we could just all like save certain videos to our phone in case we don't have any service, assuming our right. batteries aren't dead. Agreed. Okay. Well, that's a great idea. Um, and then get swimming. Some, like space food. Put that in your survival kit. Yeah. Swimming, I feel like, is the kind of thing most people probably know how to do, but there are some people who don't. Uh, yeah. And not only just swimming, but like, if you're literally can't, like, how do you float on your back to rest and breathe and then swim again and tread water? And, like, I feel like swimming is one of those things that it's the same thing I feel with, like, training your kids how to be around pets. That even if you don't have a pet or you don't have a pool or you don't live by a lake or something, like, your kids still should need to know this in general in life like you can't come up behind a dog and pull its tail and you can't do certain things that will set you or this other family or person or situation up to fail so anyways even if you feel like it doesn't apply to you in your everyday life you should still teach your kids and yourselves some of these things that they will probably encounter at one point or another Agreed. You yeah. Know? Okay, so. Okay, so those are just like our basic things. <laughs> but here's okay. other things that but I But there's like. a lot of things on this list. Okay. Um, you should know how to perform CPR. CB has said she's had lots of training. I know I've had training. But also in episode, ooh, really early on, maybe like episode four, I don't know for sure. But yeah. we um, interviewed Jeff Utzinger, whose life was saved by a man named Bill who called 911 after seeing Jeff on the pavement. And um, he just followed the directions of the 911 correspondent or whatever. And so I'm not sure that he had ever performed CPR. But, you know, help is just one call away and people can walk you through these things. And so even if you've had training but your mind goes blank or whatever, um, just just make that call. Just go out of your way to try and help somebody. Um it's the, I guess, other people's very diligent research shows that 70% of Americans feel helpless during a cardiac emergency. And the life that you save is most likely the life of someone you love because four out of five cardiac arrests occur at home. Wow, that's crazy. It is crazy. And you are correct. It's episode four called Be Like Bill for some good inspiration mm-hmm. to just go Google how to perform CPR. I mean, it's great if you can all take a class, but if you can't right now, 
the interwebs can tell you everything. So. Yes. And I think just just be willing and know that we are capable in a, in the state of an emergency where, of course, you're going to be scared and frantic. Save a life. It's a great song. I think um, I just got the melody totally wrong or the tune, but that's okay. I, I okay. Can't, I can't Other tell. things. Um, All yeah, so. things are relative. I really like this. Um, and then realizing that bad things happen to everyone. Yes. So I really like this because I feel that so many people get narcissistic in their dealing with certain situations. Like I'm the only one that this happens to, or I am so unlucky, or I never get to do whatever. Well, is me. Yeah. And we all have our moments like that. 1000%. But when you realize bad stuff happens to everyone and all things are relative. So like you breaking your nail might be to you as bad as someone getting a flat tire. Like, I don't know, but everyone has their versions of good and bad that happen in their life. And knowing that this does happen to everyone takes you out of this, like, I'm the only person in this situation or mindset because the world is filled with people who have stuff going wrong and going right. And when we realize we're not the only ones and there's so many people that can, you know, change your perspective a little bit, I think that's a major life hack to living and enjoying life at the end of the day because when you feel like you're not alone in any capacity and that your bad day might be like the best day ever for someone else gives you a little bit more gratitude for the things that seemingly are going wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's – I had an amazing talk with my oldest nephew this past March. Um, he lost his – dad this year. He was a senior in college when COVID hit, so he didn't get to have a graduation. He lost his aunt, my sister, and he's been through a lot. And he has just um, decided that that he doesn't want to be a person who lives, lives A, believing that the next bad thing is right around the corner, and B, um, just making other people feel like they aren't as important or their lives mean less just because they've quote unquote had it easy. Because Mm -hmm. even if they have, which nobody has had it easy a hundred percent, some people have it easier than others, but he feels like he has this amazing opportunity to help other people and have more empathy. And he listened to a a book by Tim Tebow that helped him kind of see these things, but and not that he had been stuck in that or living in that, but he's like, it's a choice that I'm going to make. Like, I'm not going to let these things mm-hmm. dictate who I am, how I treat people, and and how I assume. I'm not going to assume. Anyway, I was really proud of him. And Well, I think that's another life hack in and of itself. Like, knowing that you have the power to change your outcome mm-hmm. to things. Like, me with my crappy mood about the chaos and stress I'm under – I'm like, no, you are the reason 
that this negativity is surrounding you currently. And I know I am. And I was like, I need to write down my gratitudes. I need to get myself into that place where I am grateful because when you are in that place, I mean, it sounds so stupid, you guys, but literally it just like good things continue to happen when you look for the good things. And the more you look for the bad things, the bad things continue to happen. So like, It is my choice and my power to change my outlook and my perspective and how I react to things happening. And so knowing as a life hack that you have that power to make a choice of how you're going to react to something is huge because I feel that people, all of us at times, say like, oh, I can't do anything about this or it's out of my control or I'm helpless. But really, we're not helpless at all. Like we at the end of the day, have a choice how to respond to something or react to something or whatnot. And when we know that we have the power to do that, then I think it makes you feel powerful and strong and, you know, yeah. not not like a victim, I guess. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but like n- you're not going to make a lot of friends. I feel bad if- for Debbies. I think we've talked about this before. I know me too. Well, yeah. Oh, it's Debbie's birthday today. My friend Debbie. Um, <laughs> happy birthday, Debbie. Happy birthday, Debbie. Nelson? Um, yeah. Oh, I love yeah. her. She's so great. Um, like, personally, I am, like, let's say that I'm younger and I am, I have to make new friends because that's the only way I'm going to survive and I don't have children and, a, you know my set group of people or whatever. I mean, throughout your whole life, you can make friends, but I am not likely to befriend a person who's always playing the victim Mm -hmm. because we should surround ourselves with good, positive, uplifting people who, not to say that they haven't been through bad things, but who have taken those bad things and grown from them and are teaching others how to deal with hard things that they go through. So, um, yeah, I just feel like if if we want to have friends – Yeah. We've talked about this early, early, early in the past about like when you're doing an inventory of the people in your life and like inventory the ones that are constantly bringing negativity or like draining you versus ones that are pushing you to do better or be better or inspiring you. And, Mm -hmm. but also realizing if you're one of those people, sometimes I'll be like complaining and I'm like, oh my God, how do you even listen to me? Like I'm sick of listening to myself. And that's a good wake up call to realize like, it's almost like we should record ourselves of what we would be complaining about and then listen to it back and Mm -hmm. be like, you are so obnoxious (laughs) right now. Like you have a great life. Please shut up. And that does not mean we can't be stressed out and upset or and complain or have feelings at all. It's just like, look, how can we take back the power to control it, I guess? Absolutely. Like with COVID and our kids, you know, they're, we're sending them to school and that's our choice, but there's a chance that they can be quarantined. And Ryan, who's a fourth grader, this is his fifth time being quarantined due to close contact. He's not ever had a positive test personally, but my initial thought when I got the phone call yesterday was like, okay, because it definitely, he's at a harder grade. So it alters my life um, substantially. But here's the thing. I There's nothing I can do about it. 
So we might as well make the best of it and get ahead on his book report and do other things while he's home. Just have to carve out the time. And that's another thing we all need need to know better is how to manage your time. I wish I learned it a lot sooner than I did. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I don't really want to dwell too much on that. No, um, I think it's a good one. In life, you have to. Like people who do not manage time well – are a burden to other people, to be honest. Yeah, like when people them. are consistently late, like you're showing that you don't respect someone else's time, mm-hmm. let alone yourselves or yourself, your own time. And sometimes I'll like watch things and I'm like, I could literally do this in half the time with half the stress that this person is doing it in because they're just don't know how to like figure out their time. Like, I am such a psycho that if I have errands, I will pre-plot my destination so that like I don't have to turn left in traffic because that wastes more time than like planning my route so that all of my right turns get me back home and faster. (laughs) I mean. This episode took a turn (laughs) for something that is unrelatable to me, but I wildly respect that about you. And in my own way, Mm -hmm. I try and do things like that. Like, you know, already filled up the girls' water bottles for tomorrow, Pat, on yeah, my back. That's great. Just, you know, while I'm unloading the dishwasher, here's two clean water bottles, water, and I'm in the fridge. Um, but no, you are you are exactly right. And yesterday I got up and I worked out at 545 and I got home and I took Connor to get labs done. And I was done by 725 with working out and Connor's labs. And it was a wonderful experience, which is funny because, like, everybody complains about labs. But mm-hmm. this woman changed my life, honestly. She was amazing. And my husband was super stressed and still home when I got home. And I was, like, in my head, I didn't say anything. But I'm, like, I I just – I feel so accomplished already today. And mm-hmm. you're stressed. And not to say that Loudering. everybody has to wake – You know, like, yeah, like, you have to figure out what works for you. Yeah, but then it's also painful when you watch your maybe significant other, not to name names, <coughs> mine, um, <laughs> just like literally not think it through beforehand and waste so much time. Like, I'm going to run here. Well, why don't we wait to do that till when we're already going over there later and not waste 30 minutes of driving time and Gas have to go back and... Like, we're not thinking this through beforehand, and, oh, it's painful. Right. I think I should be hired by people to be, like, a time management person for their lives. And I'm not saying I'm the best at my own life, but I could totally tell other people what to do better. (laughs) Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah. It it is an art to manage your time. And some days are more stressful than others, and there are certain seasons – so to speak, mm-hmm. periods of time in your life that are more stressful than others. But I I, I do believe in, in starting your day out early if you can. And that's probably just for people more like me who are the worst morning people ever because ironically, it's how you become a nicer person. Um, anyway, right. so yeah, learn how to manage I like, your time. I think that's a really good one. And it's a really good one to teach our kids now, especially as they head off into – future life, more homework, more assignments, jobs, college, you know, all these things. If you don't know how to manage your time when 
you're like crammed with stuff, then you're screwed. And right. I had a lot of my dancers do this where their assignments would be so stressful and exams and they would have to like sit on the side at dance or not come because they were freaking out about this, which don't even get me started on the expectations of the education system. The education. Anyways, but I'm like, oh, it, it's painful to me when things just become all consuming and you can't manage your time and then still be able to do the other things that you enjoy or commit to because whatever. Right. Know. But I also right. think a lot of programs and things expect full commitment to the said thing, whether that's sports or school or whatever. It's like, I don't know how we expect these kids to 100% dedicate their lives to a certain activity or sport and then expect them to be well-rounded people in the future. Like, it's painful to me that these kids have to commit literally 1000% to one thing if they want to actually be good and involved in it. Yeah. And that's should change, I think. Yeah. But here nor there. Well, and I think almost as important if your child is doing something that is like what you just mentioned and it's not something that they absolutely love doing, then you're setting them up for failure and yourself and also teaching them that doesn't matter what what you love and and they're going to have one of those horrible jobs that they hate they stay in forever because when they were 10 they had to I don't know pass the baton at cross country or something or is that track I don't know I don't know I can't run I mean I could if I wanted to but I don't want to um But yes, I totally agree. And why are these things having like races or events on like holidays and things like this is insane, people. We need to like prioritize happiness and family time. And I'm not saying that there aren't a million good things that come from extracurriculars, but like freaking tone it down a bit. Because I, for one, am like, no, I don't want my kids to do any sports or activities because I don't want our life to revolve around this and, like, have to miss my grandma's 95th birthday because of a stupid soccer game. Like, that's painful to me. So, anyways. Yeah, totally. Okay. Another rant. Don't expect me on your soccer team without (laughs) being a psychotic mom. (laughs) Amen. Note to self. Note to self, don't invite Colleen to any sporting (laughs) events or extracurriculars. But it's, you know, it's, it's all relative. So it is all relative because some people just live for that and love it and their kids love it. And I think that's great too. Yeah. So if it's not interfering in your life and it really is your life and that makes you happy, then that's great. I know. I just think that there's no middle ground for like someone to be like liking it but doesn't want to fully commit their entire life and family life to it. Like where is the room for those kids who want to do it, but don't want their entire life to be that because I feel like they've taken out that middle space, you know, if they want to be good and have fun, it's like, well, then you got to play this other league or you have to do this. I feel like that middle ground is if you are born naturally talented, but not motivated enough to be the best or work hard at it. And that's just not a lot of people. Yeah, but not even that. Like, what if you want to work hard at it, but don't want your entire life to revolve around one sport? Right. 
Right. It's like getting like into bullshit. an Ivy you should League have college. Like a game a week and not an entire weekend of shit. Sorry yeah. for my language, but it just riles me up because then there's like no room for people to do multiple things. Right. It 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 kind of brings me back to the why did we have more than one kid conversation? <laughs> right. And then but no, like no. So yeah, no. There's a balance and life hacks. Yeah. Balance. Find the balance and learn how to manage your time. Um, and also learn how to say no if you don't yes. want to do something. And also, you know, learn – it's like also the power of decision-making. If your kid loves all the things but but you can't manage it, then it's – you know, you got to gotta figure it out. And prioritize. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes some of those things make you realize what people really prioritize and that's like a harsh – reality when like you have to put one important thing up against another important thing right and I think that's something that is a life hack that we have to know at the end of the day like I try to always look at the bigger long-term picture does this one thing like maybe it's an instant gratification or like positive but like in the long term of things 10 years down the road yeah yeah did that decision make me feel good or bad at the end of the day yeah. And I think sometimes it takes not being good enough at something and maybe getting cut or whatever to like, for instance, my oldest nephew, who I'm so proud of, and I talked about a minute ago, he got cut after one year playing division one college baseball and mm-hmm. was going to leave the school mm-hmm. and decided, no, you know what? I love this school. The school makes me happy and joined the club baseball team and said it was the best of all all worlds and it was not nearly the time commitment but he still got to do what he loves he was one of the best ones as opposed Mm -hmm. to like you know not and well obviously (laughs) and um yeah I mean there aren't examples for everything in life like that but okay I'm really I'm nervous to talk about the next thing well I'm gonna skip over the you should know how to be a respectful house guest because um I think it's you know, that's something that you just have to figure out for yourself. Well, I think the life hack is to know how to be respectful and how to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Demand or command respect for yourself and respect yourself. And I think respect is a huge life hack that we all need. Like we need to respect our children and how they talk and not talk down to them and our children. So like, if you want your kids to be respectful, then you need to model respect to them. And I think it's interesting how many times adults say respect your elders. And I've talked about this on here before because it's clearly a little thing of mine that bugs me. But if we don't show respect to our children, then we are just teaching them that they are, you know, lesser than and have to do something, even when someone's yelling at them, they should respect them. I don't think that's how it works. I think if you show respect to everyone, then your kids will show respect naturally and not this forced respect that some adults just don't really deserve. So right, right. Respect, life hack and respect yourself and your feelings and your emotions and don't let someone treat you like garbage because you deserve more than that. Amen and hallelujah. Okay, so what's your nervous thing? How to to- um, You should know how to navigate with a map and a compass without GPS. And since I'm directionally um, – What direction are you facing right now? Go. East. 
Are you? Mm-hmm. I could tell if I looked on a map, but like of your house. So that's my front door. Mm-hmm. And that's north. Oh, good. Because, well, I mean, we live next to the street that runs north. It sounds like I yeah. can't not know that. So that was good. Yeah, that was good. good. But like I have to put into a ma- – I, I, I like for the comfort of, you know, traffic patterns and accidents. I like. But mm-hmm. I honestly don't remember how I got places before. And maybe that's just because I can use them. But I'm – there are certain people who I know are like me too who are not – good um with that so i'm not alone Mm -hmm. but it is important and we should probably like all own maps or something and a compass yeah i'll get myself a compass i feel like it's a personal challenge like once i drive somewhere once to not look it up again like it's like my pride to be like oh i just drove to your house cs i didn't need my GPS or anything to help me. Yeah, no, you are so good at it. My mom's the the worst. My father, Mr. Eagle Scout Sean, he, Mm -hmm. on Sundays, this was our family activity, was to go for a drive and just drive and whatever. And he would always be like, I'm never going to drive the same way twice because if your mom plans a hit on me, they won't be able to find me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's joking, hopefully. We ought to put Uh, a chip in Sean. Literally. Um. And so we would just drive all the time and I can't fall asleep in cars. So I feel like I learned this. And then when we lived in Indiana for a very brief period of time and had none of these devices, we always had maps in the cars and I would just look at them and watch them. And so I think one of my children is like this because he will ask me to put the map on like the screen on the car all the time. So he can just like see where we are in relation to things. And I think that's helped. That's nice. Yesterday, we lived 10 minutes from my parents. Mm-hmm. And I went over there after school to help my mom set up her new iPad. And we were halfway home. We were at a stoplight. And Maddie, who's Aiden's same age, said, are we almost home? And Ryan said, Maddie, look around. And she's like, I, I, that does, I can't. That doesn't mean anything to me. And I said, well, Maddie, you know that we don't live far from my mom and pop up either way. Yeah. So And, you know, we've been in the car for a few minutes. So, yeah, we're almost home. But also, <laughs> yeah, look around you. You know what you should do? I did this for fun just to pass the time. I made my kids, like, get us home so that they could work on their rights and lefts and whatever. And I was like, you got to tell me when we're turning and which direction to turn to get us home from a place that they knew. But I was like, it is amazing to see how much certain kids – pay attention to that and how much they don't. And if my kid were ever like, whatever, could he make his way home? And I think one of my kids could. Well, that's <laughs> I don't know amazing. About the other one, but you should do it. Make it like a fun car game. Yeah, I could do that. I, I'm seeing here that apparently people put uh, compasses in goodie bags because <laughs> here is a 32-piece compass keychain, colorful camping keychain, small keychain um, on well, But here's Prime. the thing. The compass doesn't do you any good unless you know which direction you need to go. Right? Right. <laughs> I mean, you generally would know, like, I'm north of this or whatever, well, but... because I live in Indiana, an Indianapolis area, which is a grid. So it's pretty sad if I can't figure that out. But but right. but I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that there have been times when I have not figured it out. So. Well, we get so dependent on... Right. That's a life hack. Be less dependent on technology. 
Yes. Like know how to improvise and know, you know, know your surroundings. Um, Yes. Be aware, guys, especially now because we put our heads in our phones at all times just for like general safety because I'm obviously a psycho about that. But like know what's going on around you at all times. You could avoid some bad situations. Absolutely. And also if like someone is going to come up from behind you and kidnap you. For example, when I drive to pick up every day, there's a car that's sitting, and I've noticed it now, and I have my eye on it, and I'm guessing it's probably a house or a kid that, like, just gets off at this bus stop, and so the parent waits there and then drives them home. But I'm also like, is this someone just waiting to watch kids who are walking home every day and get their patterns? And now I'm watching this person who's watching other people. (laughs) So they probably think I'm the psychic. But I will find out. You are ahead of the game. Neighborhood I, watch. I think after I um, that happened to my friend Jeff that I talked about a couple minutes ago, all, all the time, all of a sudden, I'd be like, oh, there's an AED. Good thing they have an AED. Yes. And then <clears throat> it occurred to me, like, I should probably be more aware of my surroundings in general wherever I am. Like, yeah. nearest exit, nearest bathroom. You know, things that make a difference if there were to be a fire or if my bladder is going to explode. Just not being unaware is probably a good and important life hack. Totally agree. It's a good one. I like it. Okay. We can lump these things together. Um, But know how to say I'm sorry and I was wrong, which is sometimes really hard. I poured water on Connor's head the other night. Mm -hmm. And after I did that, I was embarrassed that I did that. Like, so embarrassed that I didn't even want to apologize because I just was hoping that it would go away. And he would, but he did not forget. And so I did have to apologize. And not that that was hard to do, but I was just so mad at myself. Like, I, I wanted to smack him, but, but I didn't. And so that instead I just poured a little teeny tiny drop of water on his head. But um, the point is that it, it wasn't, it wasn't easy for me. And maybe it isn't easy for me more than I give myself credit for, if that made sense. Mm -hmm. But there's so much satisfaction that comes from saying you're sorry. And we should all be able to do it and admit when we're wrong because it's just going to be so damaging to ourselves too. We're going to be telling ourselves lies that there's nothing to be sorry for. I didn't do anything wrong. And if we did, then it helps both ourselves and the person that we wronged. Um, And also learning how to control your temper. Yeah, and that makes you hold yourself accountable and then Mm -hmm. teaches other people to hold themselves accountable. And I agree with the temper thing big time because so many things cause us to be reactionary. Mm -hmm. And if we can learn how to control that or what our instant maybe reaction would want to be, but to be like, "Ah, pause, let's take a breath and think it through, then our reactions can be different. So. Amen. Um, That's in that's in line with so many other things. But like, Mm -hmm. some people are critical or criticize you because they want to help you, and so look at criticism as constructive, no matter no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can take the things that are said to us, and what is said to us might not be in our control, but how we either learn, change, grow, or defend ourselves. Yeah. Um, can stem from criticism. So just knowing how to control your temper. So for instance, there was an example of if you get an email from somebody, I mean, 
there, there is not, of course, there is a time limit in terms of like what's polite, but you don't have to immediately respond. You can, mm-hmm. you can take a step away. You can Oh, there have been so many times when CS and I, like our instant reaction to type a response of something is not how we would normally react. And then we're like, okay, leave it in the drafts. We'll come back to this because and we always a lot of the delete times half of our it. instant reactions aren't right. Like they're not truthful to who we really are, what we really think, but they're just like this instant guttural like attack, fight or flight response to stuff. And right. I'm not sure I can trust that side of me. <laughs> right. Well, it also has to do with how we choose to conduct our business and mm-hmm. what we do is you know, spread kindness and um, try to educate people on how to live better lives. And so if it's not reflective of of that, but it's our instinct, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it is something that you shouldn't immediately do. Yeah. I so. think all those could be lumped into the life hack of being self-aware. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And, how, and how, you, how you want to be perceived is like who yeah. you want to be. Okay. Hold one second. What is this bracelet you're wearing? Um, I bought it for myself at the cancer is it like center. Little beads. It's like little bar, like little bars. I want that. Yeah, it's really cute, and it says "good as gold." Oh and I told gosh, the lady, I said, "I'm. I might give this as a gift to myself." <laughs> <laughs> well, when you go back, I want one. Okay. I okay. there there are so many and they're really cute. I want like a bunch of bracelets. I, I feel like that's trendy and I'm not trendy and I want to be so. <sighs> self-aware. Okay. Self-aware. So yes, we are going to be self-aware um, on all levels Yeah, and take an inventory of ourselves because how we go out into the world and how we react to things and how we treat other people is all on us and so if we're not self-aware to know that we could either be part of the problem or the solution Amen. to so many things in life, then, you know, we're not going to get anywhere. So yeah, all of these things that we've talked about kind of trickle down into the last but least least life hack, which is you should know how to be happy. That's not to say that you have to be happy at all times. That's not to say that when bad things happen, you can't be sad about them. When you know, things don't go your way, whatever. What it means is you should be able to ask yourself questions when you are not happy and find solutions to the questions and the problems to be happy. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of talk about like finding happiness, chasing happiness, like how to be happy and whatever. And I think a lot of people, it's not like happiness is this magical place or thing mm-hmm. that we can be taught how to get to or find. I think it's just like a really, really, really deep understanding of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of little small things like fresh air or whatever it is to you, but like you have to be willing to go inward to find those things because I think we've been taught a lot of the times that external things bring happiness, whether mm-hmm. that's like money or a car or a bracelet or whatever, like that's going to make me happy. Well, no, none of that stuff makes 
people happy. And that's why you can see the like most famous, wealthy, seemingly have it all people in life and their lives because they're not. And I think that happiness truly is very inward and finding out like the tiniest things that can bring you joy and setting boundaries on the things in your life that you know don't bring you happiness. And so I think taking a very deep dive to just literally the core of who we are and like simplicity of just like smiling, turning on a song, like just those things to me bring me so much more happiness than any amount of crap I have to purge when I move ever in life. So I think when we remember that happiness is an inside job, truly, and no amount of anything in the world is going to magically make someone happy. That's a really good life hack as we go into life and experience, you know, hardships and bills and bad jobs and bad relationships and whatever. Like if you can be happy with yourself and love yourself through all of that crap, then that's a great, you know, life hack that you can change your circumstances and trust yourself to do so. Yeah. Everything you just said, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, have people in my house listen to because (laughs) the older you get and you come into yourself and it's, it's important to like yourself. I think that probably comes more with maturity and understanding like this is what it is and I need to make the best of it. But Connor said the other day, I'll be happy when, and he said two things. And I Mm. said, so just so you know, one of those things is something that, that you really can't control. And so we need to figure out a way because I can't have you in that headspace. Like, yeah. And it's, it's trivial and stupid and, and, but to him, it's really not. So I need to find a better way to talk to him about that. But it really got me thinking. I remember, like I said, I'll be happy when I have a bathroom in my bedroom growing up. And my mom would always say like, well, you always have to have things to look forward to. So there's a difference between I'll be happy when, and then Mm -hmm. like having goals, but knowing that ultimately after you meet a goal, you'll have a new goal. Yeah. You can always be happier and happier and happier and happier. But yeah, and that's a different kind of happy, I think. But um, we have to remember that there's a way to be happy where we are now. And so we have to meet ourselves there and, and figure out ways around obstacles that are keeping us from living our best and happiest lives. Yeah. And it sounds so cliche, but like Dak Shepard talks about this a lot, how he grew up with no money. So he had like a number that when he makes this, he's going to be carefree and happy and not worry about this. And then he hit that number and then he's like, no, I'm still the same person. So here's a bigger number. Then he hit that number. Nope. Still don't feel like safe and free and confident. And then he hit another number and he's like, that's not it. Like Mm -hmm. you can't place happiness on some outside thing. That's someday going to happen because it's not. And look at all the years pass you by and boom, here, I'm still the same person that I was when I was whatever. Might let you down too. We don't know. Yeah. And then the happiest of people you can look at or seemingly happiest of people who really aren't. And it's 
you have to get to know yourself on like such a deep level. And I think that's really hard to do because we constantly have distractions in our lives and our phones to pick up when our thoughts get uncomfortable and like having to sit and be with ourselves is miserable sometimes. And I totally get that. It's like, what show did I miss? Let me scroll through Instagram quick. Let me do this. Anything to distract myself from being with myself. But you know what? Sometimes hanging out with yourself isn't so bad when you actually like the person that you are becoming or being. And I think it's when we are the person that we don't want to be that it's so hard to be around ourselves. So, you know, I don't know. Let's work on our relationships with ourselves. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and that's, that's not a wrap because there's so much more where all that came from. But, um, you know, also if you, if you have any, I ordered something yesterday. Oh, wait, I got, yeah, go ahead. I don't know exactly what it is, but I was just looking up like car organizational things just because I spend so much time in my car and oftentimes I have as many people as I have seats and that's a lot of people and they're loud and all these things. So I just want to be like happy where I am and I can control that. So, Mm -hmm. um, I was just looking for things and there's something, you know, like when your vents get dusty or like I have these stupid little lines in this thing and like I have to take my hair clip. And Anyway, it's like a, a magnetic blob, but it's got like oh. coils and you can – anyway. If anybody has – To clean the dust out of your vents? Yes, and like get oh. the little crumbs out of the oh. divots and stuff like that. So like if anybody has things like that or anything that they would like to – contribute or tell us about we would Wait, love I have one more life hack that I just thought of oh tell me when you said let me whatever I wrote on here know what you don't know meaning like if you don't know something great then find it out or rely on someone else which then got me thinking about community and a life hack would be build a community around you of people that love and trust and support and care about you and vice versa because you can't get through life alone and control everything and be fine. And as much as I think it starts with you and your relationship with yourself, like the world doesn't go round without us all helping each other out and being in a community with each other. And I think we've been like taught this real messed up lesson that doesn't exist of like success is being the best and being this like, isolated person on top of all these people that you beat out or whatever. And I think it's more success is way better when you're celebrating with a million other people and they're for each other and can rely on each other. And I think we have been taught this very like solo story of you should be able to do it all and have it all and earn it all and whatever. And I just think none of that is real and doesn't exist without other people And so knowing what you don't know, I don't know how to graphic design CS does. Like there are so many people I rely on in my life to help me do what I do and vice versa. And I think if you think you can do everything by yourself and succeed by yourself, like you've got something coming. You're wrong. You're dead wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Not to be mean. But you wrong. Rely on people and be a good person and a good friend and all the good things will come your way because you have people who love you and care about you and 
etc. Hey, I couldn't agree more. I'm so proud okay. of you. Just so many life hacks. Wow. And if you have a black thumb, buy an everlasting tree. I'm looking in my video at my, I call them everlasting trees instead of fake, guys. They're everlasting. Or decide to get better at having a green thumb and... Oh my gosh. I have plans for a garden. I am very excited. I just bought my counter compost bin that like does it itself, like grinds it all itself, but it's so backordered I won't get it till January. But I'm going to have a garden and I'm going to compost all my stuff and make amazing soil for my said garden. I'm I'm so proud of you and excited. One of the life hacks that was on one of these things was like, learn how to grow your own vegetables and fruit. And I was like, literally, maybe someday. With good soil. And don't use all your nasty chemical fertilizers, everyone, and your neighbors. Right. Okay, good. If you're growing a garden. I mean, I hope you guys all learned a lot. I did. I learned a lot. Okay, great. Well, I love it. Also, don't you know, life hack. Don't think you can't have a podcast because sure an hour into this episode. Yeah. We're still talking. <laughs> We're still talking. <laughs> oh, do you know what I ordered on Amazon? Oh, I showed it to you. I sent you the link. I got these things that are like a scrubber, but they have little slits in them so it can go in your windowsills and get in all the nooks and crannies and they just arrived and I am jacked to use them. So if they work, along with Colleen's magnetic blob, mm-hmm. we can link those too and your emergency car kits. Yes, find one of those and we'll link them all on the blog for other hacks that make yeah. our lives better. Because I know we talked a lot and it might be helpful to just have it in front of your face. So yeah, in your face. Um, along with queen, queen, clean window sills. All right, guys, we will chat with you later. If you want to tell us something good, please head to our website, everykind.com and scroll to the bottom and tell us something good so we can feature it on the podcast. Hip, hip, hooray. Oh, and like and review and subscribe and comment and all the things that help us do what we do. And we love you. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.